and live from bi-coastal LA and New York City, it's the 6th Annual Query Awards with your hosts, Evil Jeff and Brett, where we're going to bring you the best of CBQ movies. Ow! Oh my, ow! My God! What the fuck, Brett? What did, what did you do that for? What do you mean, what did I do that for? It's an awards show. Ow! You're, oh, oh, just because Chris Rock got slapped, I have to get slapped? Well, I mean, I think now it is a part of award shows. Yeah, everyone's expecting a slap before some trophies are given out. So you got slapped. Oh, warn me next time. All right, hit the music. Hi. Happy New Year. Hello. Hello. Hi. We're about to hit 2023. Crazy. Crazy. But, you know, I don't ever like to go into something new without reflecting on the thing that came before it. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just good practice. So welcome to the six annual queries, everyone, where we will give you the best of and some of the worst of of our favorite geek categories and some queer ones to boot. Yes, but I think a a great way to start it is phase four of the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe has ended. So I think a a good thing to do is to finally give a a roundup of what's going to make who what's the what what, who's the top who's at the top of the MCU phase four. Oh, absolutely. So now that we have the complete phase four, we can do what Marvel fans do best and judge it and rank it. (laughs) <laughs> and there have been 18, 18 movies and uh, television shows that are part of the MCU to come out. And I d- did you find it difficult to put them in order? You know what? I went through four different final versions of this list. I was like, okay, here it is, putting it down. That's it. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait. And then I'll watch something again or be or remember a moment. I'm like, oh, no, I got to take another look at it. And then I'll, you know, move a few things around that. We did that a few times, but we're, we're good with where we've landed, we think. And it's tricky until, because. Until talk to you. Yeah. Oh, it's tricky because <laughs> there's um, sometimes some have great moments, but overall the movie's just eh. And or or you're like, oh, this is a great movie, but I don't know if I want to watch it again. Or oh, that was stupid, but I want to watch it again. So there's a, very, a lot of different criteria of what makes something, you know, good, worthy. Well, that's a great point. What did you find to be your criteria when you were ranking all eighteen elements of Phase Four? I felt it had to. Um, it needed to have a certain sense of like rewatchability that it's like, oh, I want to see this yes. again. It yes. had to have given me a certain sense of excitement yes. when I was watching it for the first time. And then it also just needed to, and then lastly is like the actual like filmmaking of it. Like, is it actually directed yeah. well, written the execution. well? Yeah, yeah. That was the same for me. For me, it's the execution. It is the rewatchability that is so important. In fact, having just rewatched the last thing that I rewatched, it made me shoot it up a few notches because you shot. What'd you it, What'd you watch? Heroin? Bias? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, I feel like we should just get to the rankings. Oh, emotional impact is my final one. Yes, yes, emotional, of course. Like, what, what, what pulled the most emotion out of me? That, yeah. to me, was probably the biggest one. Okay. In terms of the criteria, but now let's get to And remember, the this is not just for 2022. This is all of Phase 4. So there's going to be stuff that's from pre-20... When did Phase 4 start? 2021? January 21, yeah. Okay. So there's 18. So what do you have at 18. At 18, and you know what I'd like to do, Evil Jeff? Let's yeah. do this in increments of three. So I'd like okay. to give you my 18 through 16. Okay, all that? right, okay. Okay? All right, do um, it. Coming in at number 18, it is the one that I just connected with the least because I'm not the intended audience. I am Groot. I thought yeah. I am Groot was very well done, but all, you know, ultimately it just They're just little shorts. Yeah. Now this one, despite me, listen, I love all of these things. So let's just like, you know, even I, I am Groot. I love it. So this is a difficult thing to do because to give to put something at the bottom suggests that you don't like it. That's not true here. We're ranking. Yeah. I, nothing. I did not hate anything on this list. No, I hate nothing on this list. With that said, number seventeen is Eternals. Okay. All right. I just while the execution was was probably one of the best. I just did not find myself emotionally connected to it. Nor do I have an innate desire to rewatch it. Yeah. Number okay. 16 is a movie that I think just ultimately really did disappoint me uh, pretty fundamentally, and that is Thor Love and Thunder. Wow. Oh, you have a, that low I have compared that low to me. Because I, I did do a, a rewatch of that on a flight, um, and I did not enjoy it. Oh, okay. Uh, as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think, I wonder, for me, that had so many moments in it that mine's a bit higher. Let me give you mine. Mine, 18. We're on the same page. I am Groot. 17. Sure. We're on the same page. I have Eternals. Great. Number 16. Yes. I have a TV show that really just, it started off strong. One of the best first episodes and then fully just fizzled out because I think they had to rewrite the plot and didn't know where to go with it. And that was Falcon and Winter Soldier. Thank you. Um, that's what I, I have at 16. I completely agree because I'm going to go into my 15 through 13 now. <laughs> okay. At 15, I have Falcon and the Winter oh, okay. Soldier. <laughs> like, I completely agree. Something happened there. It was you like know, the I, first episode is so good. Yeah. I heard musings that there was a kind of virus. Um, and they had to rewrite it. That I heard that too. Out. Because really, to me, the antagonist plot, the Flag Smashers, um, none of that connected I, I could not follow what the whys and wherefores and the motives were yeah. behind that it series. It was like, why are people it, doing this? It, yeah, and like it just wasn't clear, and it felt really hodgepodge. That said, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like Bucky and Sam building the boat together, rebuilding the boat together at the end, one of my most cherished MCU moments. Yeah, yeah. Great moments. Um, Baron Zemo dancing, great moments, but ultimately... It suffered from something that resulted in a choppy, inconsistent, kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, my 14 uh, is What If. Um, okay. Again, that comes down to very well executed. Some of the episodes I was just kind of watching uh, with that lack of emotional connection. Um, I, I would say the only episode that stood out to me as great was the zombie one. Mm-hmm. And I watched that a few times. It's fantastic. I thought ultimately putting together the Guardians of the Multiverse was kind of cheap, for lack of a better word. I didn't need that. 
I just wanted more interesting what if stories. I did not want it to kind of come together like that. I agree. Cause I, cause you know, when we would read what ifs, the comics, it would show like this one little small difference and look at how different the whole world would play out. And rather than going at that angle, they were like, oh, well, here's the what if on this dimension and this dimension. And now they're all going to meet up and become an interdimensional Avengers. And I'm like, that's not really the point of what if. We didn't need that. Yeah. yeah. It's more just like, right. what if this one small decision made everything different? Right. Um, I just need those contained stories. Yeah. Didn't need that payoff. Thank you for it, but did not ask for it. Um, and then and my then, 13 yeah. is this really is a case of, look, folks, I just like everything else slightly better or a lot better. So don't hate me, but Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is my number 13. Mm. Um Great movie, fun moments. We'll have a really fun moment we'll talk about later. But listen, ultimately, you turn Scarlet Witch into a Disney villain, and it is still kind of shitty. I remember we had disagreements about this. Yeah. Do you want to hear what mine are? I would love it. My 15 is What If. Oh, see? Uh, My 14, which ultimately, this movie just... um, it did, the 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 lead character just wasn't compelling enough. This was all the side characters were what made it good, and it's a uh-huh. uh, Black Widow. I put at Ooh, fourteen. We have a fundamental difference there. Interesting. <laughs> I, I okay. I've just felt like I just was. Like, I have no desire to see it again. Florence Pugh is amazing, but it's not her movie. It's Scarlett Johansson and Scarlett Johansson. I feel like she's kind of dudding it out for me. Ever since she married Colin Jost, I don't know. She's she's entering like she's entering like Gwyneth Paltrow territory for me. She's Ooh, just kind okay. of annoying me. So anyway, so that's sure. more of a personal thing, but but that counts. But it affects. Um, it counts. And number thirteen, this one I love it and it's super cute. But I put Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Sure. And again, I'm just going to not gloss over why, but I'm just going to get to my 12 through 10 because my 12 is Guardians of the Galaxy okay. holiday special. It Well, what do you think, Evil Jeff? Why'd you put it there? I think it's because it was more cute than like sure. emotionally yes. impacting. And, and it doesn't have like a huge, it has a few little droplets of things that can affect the MCU in the future of like, oh, they're brother and sister and now they know. But yeah. other than that, it's just more cute. And there were just other, the other things just ended up getting in front of it. Yeah. I'll say this about the Guardians holiday special. It is exactly what I needed at the right moment, but that was a fleeting moment. You know, it, that went a long way of getting me into the holiday spirit. I watched it with my family, with my niece and nephew, and it was just like, it just hit the right chord for all of us in the moment. So I have that emotional association with it. I will watch it every year. Oh, see, I probably won't. Well, I might watch it every year. I'll get to something later that is now a new tradition for me, but um, I'll get to that later. My um, number 12 was Guardians. My number 11 was She-Hulk. I will say this about She-Hulk. I I love She-Hulk. I loved the what a risky approach that was to do the first kind of like almost slapsticky sitcom approach. I huge risk with risk comes either big payoff or big wheat wah. And I just thought there was like, there was just some wheat wah. There was great payoff, but there was also some wheat wah. (laughs) 
Are you saying that like wah wah? Is that what is that what that word means? Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> not all the jokes landed for me. And no, but you're saying land, we you're saying we wah. <laughs> Is that? I was I'm like, wait, well, okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just make sure I got that right. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you get it now? Yes. And what number is She-Hulk? She-Hulk's my eleven. Okay. Um, again, love it, but I compared it to the other shows, and again, it's just a case of liking the other stuff. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of this is like at this point, you're like, I these other ones, I they just I liked them better. I just like them better. It like my number ten, Ms. Marvel, which. She-Hulk is what I expected. It did a little bit more than I expected, but Ms. Marvel, I think, went beyond my expectations in how emotionally connected I was to it. I'm looking at you, Con family. I, I like I, we, You and I really got into the familial relationships in that show, which really carried huge weight for me. I love the Captain Marvel connection to that corner of the universe, so that, you know, I love that too. Um... And Kamala really is a character who I look forward to in the future. Kamala is a character that just fucking worked in yep. this shit. And that's 10? That's my 10. Interesting. Interesting. What is your 12 through 10? My 12 is Ms. Marvel. Oh! Um, which I also agree. I felt this had a really fun care. I love... Um, Kamala as a character, but I just felt uh, it went a little bit off the rails plot ri- plot wise here mm-hmm, and there, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just not it. It just wasn't my favorite. There was just things that were in front of it. It does of have course. one of my favorite moments in it, which we will get to later. Which uh, uh, I'll talk about oh, that absolutely. later. Absolutely, yes, we will. Uh, my number eleven is uh, Loki, which was super oh, fun and great. Yeah. But and this one, it's just literally. But there just I just like the other things better. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with Loki. Loki is so fun and really great. We find out he's bisexual in this one. That's where he reveals that. There's all the different versions and variants of Loki. So hilarious. Um, and number ten, I have Moon Knight, which is also fun, great, fun. But I just like some other things better. I understand. I do. I will say my number nine is Loki. Okay. Um, so continuing that, I there were times where Loki, you know, there were just times where I was like, "What's, what are we doing?" <laughs> you know, which was part of the fun, but also kind of took me out. It like it just it made the connection a little bit more tenuous sometimes. Um, but Loki did also introduce us to Jonathan Majors as the different iterations oh, great. of uh, Nathaniel Richards of Kang. So that, and gave us Miss Minutes. So thank you. Um, so I'm doing my nine through seven right now. My number eight is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. Again, fantastic. Loved it. It was so unexpected. It was such a surprise. Um, I, I, I Sometimes I love act three. Sometimes I wish act three was a little bit... Um, more like the rest of the movie, but we do love Shang-Chi and we do love Simu Liu in the role. And then my number seven is Moon Knight. Um, I kind of, I just, I'm looking at this and Moon Knight, I guess, was my kind of top TV, MCU TV show for 2022. And it's because of that goddamn Oscar Isaac. 
I mean, he's he's pretty dreamy and he's pretty talented. Yeah, yeah, and I, I just I just I love it. It, it was a vibe for me. It was like the mm-hmm. the tone of Moon Knight. I think was my favorite tone out of all of the shows, and plus Ethan Hawke, who by the way is in the Glass Onion for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Wait, who is Ethan Hawke in the Glass Onion? He's the one that gets him on the boat to get them to the island. He's oh, like, really? Right, he's got a pony. Yeah, he's the guy with the oh ponytail. Totally he's like, all right, everybody on the boat. Did you know that Joseph Gordon let it start, like, kind of starred in Ryan Johnson's first big movie, Brick? And did you know that Joseph Gordon Levitt has appeared um, in some way in every single one of Ryan Johnson's movies? Get out. And he is in The Glass Onion. Who is he? You know how every hour, um, like, the clock. Oh. The, goes, yeah, the dong. Yeah, dong. Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah, yeah. is saying dong. That's, him? That's his voice. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, so good. Did you finally just see uh, when it came out on Netflix? Yes. I uh, love Glass Onion. Little I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed. I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. I'm obsessed. I love it, and it's just so funny because I had another friend who was like, "Oh my god, it was so bad. I could tell who the killer was," and I was like, "Oh, I guess I wasn't really." I wasn't really yeah, measuring it from that Ryan point, Johnson. but I yeah. do understand when some people, if you guess who the killer is, you get mad and then think it's bad. Although my favorite is Ben Shapiro. Did you read his bad review? Yes. Where yes. he was deceived. like, he was like, they like deceived us. They tricked uh-huh. us. Some oh, so, twist, huh? so a murder mystery did right. a, was what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what yep. an idiot. What, oh my uh, God. what a dumb okay, piece of what, shit. So did you get, you gave your nine, what did you give nine through? Yeah, seven? my nine was Loki. My eight was Shang-Chi and my seven was Moon Knight. Okay. So my nine, here's going to be my controversial take. My nine is uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Great. Okay. All and right. it's I down it. that low because of Letitia Wright. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everyone else was rising to the occasion and she didn't. And sadly, she's the star of the movie, which was just really, it's kind of like everything was set in place for success and they just chose the wrong Black Panther, in my opinion. Yeah, it should have been a Koye. <laughs> I, it sh- yes, it, that's what it comes down to. It should have either been a Koye or, um, um, or it should have been Nakia. Nakia. Or Nakia, of course, Nakia. That, that's, and, and, actually, it should have been Nakia. Yeah, and so and, and so that no, is. But what, then you don't have the touching moment of. And the, once the again, child. once again, I still liked. I liked all of these. I liked the movie. I don't want anyone coming after me, being like, "What?" I just like these other ones better. So then at eight, I did. I put Thor, and there was just oh. like there's just the I, I'm just it is I, the gayness in Thor. It's the queerest. I just of the really MCU like yeah. it. I just really liked it, and I really like Natalie Portman in it. And I think that's why I think the tone of it. I liked it, and I get why people felt the tone was off and they didn't like it, but I enjoyed it. So yes. I'm putting Thor, and I'm allowed to. And for you number are. seven, I put She-Hulk, because She-Hulk was my favorite uh, TV show this year. And I think my expectations were so low, and it just hit it out of the park for me. It was so, it ended mm-hmm. up being so funny. And so Tatiana funny. Maslany was just so good. And we had, like, Madison, like, the, the guest stars were so when it hit, it great. Hit. And then, when like, it hit, it hit. with uh, a Daredevil appearing in it, like, it was just... Yep. It just made me very happy. I will say it was good marveling. It definitely had a lot of like 
filler episodes where it's like you could yeah. you could have been a little juicier like with this but uh overall i really liked it all right what's your six through four okay so my number six is black widow i i really do love like black widow from the emotional connection standpoint no, but it was I, real it was real to uh, me that listen <laughs> listen you may be you may be joking you may be paying homage i don't know but that scene gets me man it gets me. Um, I love it. And I love the quirky family dynamic. I love it really just has so many of these emotional payoff moments that get me going. I, I love the action in it. And I do love ScarJo as Natasha. And I do love the reveal that kind of the to me anyway, the reason that Black Widow was so could so readily sacrifice herself was the profound sense of closure that she received from the movie from the solo movie. Yeah. And I, I just liked adding that element to her character and her character's sacrifice. Um, my number five is Black Panther Wakanda forever. Um, all the reasons you said, uh, I, I just thought Ryan Coogler did a, a, a really good job. Like Ryan Coogler did a better job executing the making of the film than um, whoever directed Black Widow. So yeah. that to me is why Wakanda forever mm-hmm. went over. It was just like a better looking film. And yeah, Tena Huerta. I mean, I, like, I, you and I kind of differ on that Namor. I, I think that Namor is pitch fucking perfect yeah. for the MCU, for like the movie iteration of it. I mean, he's hot, so I'll take it. <laughs> and he's very hot. And honestly, they made those ankle wings the, a main character. Like, make no bones about it. This man is flying on his ankle wings. Like, they, they did not... They weren't just dressing like they were the thing he was flying on. <laughs> like, there were some shots that really just heroized the ankle wings. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. Plus, like, God damn it. Miss Bassett. That is one of my best line reads of the year. That's a category for a future show. Like, what were the best line reads of the year? <laughs> Which line? Um, Which line? Um, have I not sacrificed everything? Like that whole ass monologue where she's firing a Koye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's go- she came to take it. Like she came to take it. She's a contender to get an Oscar. She better. For an Oscar nomination. I don't, th- I don't think she'll win, think, but well, yeah. No, but nominate her. Show us that speech in an Oscar clip. That's what it's made for. What's your number four? Um, and then my number four, uh, my number four is something that completely surprised me. Um, and I fucking love it so much. And it's Werewolf by Night. Yeah, I it's great. could not believe what I was watching when I was watching it. The yeah. whole 1930s Universal movie monster thing. Just the fact that the this, this guy who has composed so much Marvel music then directed something and mm-hmm. gave us that. Like it was mm-hmm. so directed by a composer. Plus... Not only did you open up the whole monster blade corner of the universe for us with Man Thing and with here's my next point, Elsa Bloodstone, which I'll stop there because I know you can add a lot to that. Yeah, like talk about being pitch perfect. And you'll see, you'll see how I feel about this movie with where I place it. Um <laughs> speaking of like just pitch perfect following, like going into a genre. Like going into the black and white feel, the violence, like giving him the freedom to really dig in and letting it be like 1950s horror, but with the violence. And just, uh, it was just so, it was so fucking good. 
It was so good. It's perfect. It really is. Where, so what are, what's your, what are we, six through four? And also, yeah, what's her name? Laura Donnelly is the actress. Laura Donnelly. And I will say now that they are removing the Nevers from HBO. Yes. We're not going to be able to see her amazing performance in that show. So at least we have her as Elsa Bloodstone. And um, rumor she's is, amazing. she's, rumor is she will be in Blade Thank as God. Elsa Bloodstone. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. Come on. Um, my number six, I put Doctor Strange. I actually love okay. Doctor Strange. I understand the Wanda problem. I do get the Wanda problem. However, the brilliance of Sam Raimi's direction yes. surpassed it. And the beautiful um, the, the cameos of Professor X and Mr. Fantastic and Captain Marvel and, and Black... Uh, What's his name? Black Lightning? Black what's Black his? Bolt. Black Bolt. Um those those rose over the problems with the Wanda's character. Which you, know, you couldn't see say, past that. No, I but I will say this. I did not factor in Sam Raimi's direction enough. You know, like just yeah. just hearing Sam Raimi again, I was like, fuck, that probably needs to shoot up. He's 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 just a really good director, and the action scenes are just so good, and he really knows how to play the comedy. Uh, like using horror, action, and comedy, mixing yeah, it all the, together. It's very the undead, seamless. The undead Steven. Yes. It was so comedic. It was so brilliantly Sam Raimi comedic. And any problems I had with Wanda in it, I feel will probably be fixed in Coven of Chaos. Yes. Um, There are, speaking of which, there are rumors that Aubrey Plaza is going to be Morgan Le Fay. Oh, those oh. are the rumors. I could oh. get so much. I'm trying to dig out of, I'm not going to be able to make it because my fiance pulled, threw his back out. So I can't probably do anything for New Year's tomorrow. But my friend who's throwing a New oh. Year's party is the person who writes the checks for Covenant Chaos. Like he's the accountant for Covenant oh, so Chaos. Oh, so you've got some. So, um, but he won't tell me. You, but he, you know but he's like, oh, but you know, he's like under wraps. So he like won't tell me anything. But you so can I'm make like, assumptions on casting by how much they're making. True. And I know, but he won't tell me anything. Like he won't because he's like under lock and key. But that's why I'm like, maybe if I get him drunk <laughs> or I'll oh, just yeah. say something and gauge his reaction. <laughs> yeah. Get him drunk and seduce him for um, information. And then uh, number five, I have uh, Hawkeye. Okay. I think Hawkeye was my uh, was just such an amazing TV show. Yes. Um, just so fucking good. Uh, it's And it surprised me. I did not think... If you're going to tell me that the character of Hawkeye would have some of the most compelling and emotional moving and act- yep. great action scenes of, of, oh, my power is I shoot an arrow, I would have been like, fuck off. But no, it's great. Mostly thanks to um, Haley Steinfeld. To Haley Steinfeld. Killer Absolutely. in it. Also, Florence Pugh shows up. Yep. <laughs> As uh, in it as well, so it's amazing. Also, Echo, her character is great. Yes. And then, uh, what's the guy? Who's what's his name? Who plays um, Hawkeye? What's that guy's name? Gen- Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner actually of really. Jer- he, Jeremy Renner's hot sauce from he, he, Glass Onion. <laughs> he fucking he fucking pulls it out. He does. He does. Yes, he does. And uh, at number four, I have Shang Chi. I Shang Chi just is love is. Shang-Chi is just pitch perfect. There's only 
uh, one other movie that I felt did better than it. But for me, from yes. act one to act three, it's just such a great introduction of a superhero character. And I I loved it. I loved it. Um, well, you and I have different number threes, but we clearly have the same. Well, maybe we don't. I'll, I'll hold that. Uh, all right. So I'll do my three through one. Uh-huh. Okay. My number three is Hawkeye. Okay. This is the one that I just rewatched and it shot up. It's... It, it, I love it so much. Oh, because you it's very be, Christmassy too. So I was it's a good very Christmassy. Yeah. So it is it is my annual like I will there will not it used to be Batman Returns. Sorry, Batman Returns. I'll fit you in, you know, I'll probably every year, but I won't freak out if I don't like I will Hawkeye. Yeah, if I don't get to watch Hawkeye around Christmas, I'll freak out because it's perfect. Everyone in it is so good. Vera Farmiga is so good. Tony Dalton as Swordsman. What a great character. I need yeah. to see him again. Everyone you mentioned, Lucky the Pizza Dog. Uh, the comedy in it is like, it works every time because the comedy moments are character moments. They're action moments. They're fantastic. It gives us Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. as the king. It was the first thing to be like the Netflix people. Oh, they're in. And that's what you have to remember. This this might have the most Oscar nominated actors in the show. Yeah, it's got the talent is unreal, but also the relationship between Clint and Kate that develops over yeah. the course of the series is it is one of the best things of the. I MCU, know, like when they reason. fuck. No, I'm just when kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, terrible. <laughs> um, and also love the reveal that Linda Cardellini was Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Not saying she's Bobby Morse. Bobby Morse is a character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we never heard that Bobby Morse was Mockingbird. That's Linda Cardellini. Anyway, Hawkeye's great. My number two is... Well, I'm just kidding. Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. I mean, do we even need to talk about why? Yeah, like, it's great. It is the, it's the ultimate comic book experience. Yeah. Other than Avengers Endgame, it is the ultimate comic book experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it's, it's just... It's everything, and number one is the thing we said will always be number one. This is Wandavision. <laughs> perpetuity to the end of time. Wandavision. It's Wandavision. We've talked about this enough, but Wandavision is one of the best series ever. Perfect. Made. It's perfect. And uh, just to throw mine in real quick, my number three is Spider Man. I actually put Werewolf by Night at number two yes, because girl, I feel it is I so well made. It's so well made and it is yes. so rewatchable. Like I will watch it over and over and over again. Um, because Spider-Man is the most perfect comic book experience, but Werewolf by Night almost is art. And I think it's that's art. why I put it ahead. Yep. But WandaVision, yep. WandaVision Forever, that's number one. Yeah, I mean, like WandaVision and Werewolf by Night are arguably the two most tasteful mm-hmm. things that Marvel has done. Yeah, and Spider-Man, you just- Other those, than Winter Soldier. Yeah. You just have those moments of uh, when Tobey Maguire and and uh, Andrew Garfield show up. It's just magic. It, it's so it's such it's such movie making magic because do you know what happens right before that? Marissa Tomei dies. Yeah, Marissa Tomei dies, and you are like, I've never felt worse in my life. And then all of a sudden, they fucking throw Andrew Garfield at you, and like, it is such a literally an emotional roller coaster. Great. They bring you all the way down and then they skyrocket you up and then you're just like, Wee! for the entire act three. I just, 
like for some reason I was going through Insta and I saw the clip of Zendaya falling off the building mm-hmm. and Andrew Garfield saving her. Mm-hmm. There, I even seeing it on TikTok, I started to cry. Oh, I it's just the most joyous fucking thing. And Toby still looks good. Although I heard bad things about him. Oh, I oh I've always known he was kind of an asshole. That he's kind of like not good to his girlfriends and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't know about that. But he, he was part of that the pussy posse, whatever they were called, the Leonardo DiCaprio, those yeah. horrible boys, those yeah. horrible boys that trashed hotels and mistreated women. Ugh. Toby was like second in command. Oh God. Anyway, so Evil Jeff, I'm just gonna do recap really quick. My list, Brett's list of phase four rankings. 18, I Am Groot, 17, Eternal, 16, Thor, 15, Falcon, 14, What If, 13, Multiverse of Madness, 12, Guardians Holiday, 11, She-Hulk, 10, Ms. Marvel, 9, Loki, 8, Shang-Chi, 7, Moon Knight, 6, Black Widow, 5, Wakanda Forever, 4, Werewolf, 3, Hawkeye, 2, Spider-Man, 1, WandaVision, and a partridge in a pear tree. What was yours? Mine was 18, Groot, 17, Eternals, 16, Falcon, Winter Soldier, 16, What If, 14, Black Widow, 13, Guardians of the Galaxy, Christmas, 12, Ms. Marvel, 11, Loki, 10, Moon Knight, Nine, Wakanda Forever. Eight, Thor. Seven, She-Hawk. Six, Doctor Strange. Five, Hawkeye. Four, Shang-Chi. Uh, three, Spider-Man. Two, Werewolf by Night. One, WandaVision. Yes. But now let's get to the real nitty gritty. What happened <gasps> Let's get into year? the entree. Let's Another talk about 2022. Act. I feel like we need fanfare. <laughs> Dun, da, da, da. Welcome to the queries. Let's get some nominations and let's listen to some winners. Let's do it. This is not one where there's only one winner. Sometimes there might be three. Sometimes there might be one. Sometimes there might be five. It's our rules. We'll do whatever the fuck we want. Rules are for straight people. Yeah. Um, All right. So we're going to do the best of queer stuff. We're going to do the best of TV, movies. Um, our, Our favorite, of course, we'll end with comic books. But let's get into this right now. Starting with a category, Evil Jeff, we're going to do our queer category first, but let's do a little amuse-bouche, something to get us warmed up. Let's start with the character you and I wanted to fuck the most in the past year. Characters. Okay. I call them kilfs. All right. I actually just chose um, real life, like live action Okay, uh, I've ske- I skewed into some drawings. Let's hear them. Okay. First, I have um, Mr. Emo Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Robert Pattinson <gasps> oh. from Batman. Um, oh. That just, oh. him with the eyeliner and the depression and him fucking up and all, the torso. him fucking with Catwoman, it, it was hot. Like, he's he it's can hot. get it. He can fucking get it. Like, he's so yeah. hot. Next, she could get it too. I mean, I can't. I can't. We talked about it the the last episode. I can't get out of my mind. Uh, Joyvon Joyvon Wade's arms, cyborg from oh, Doom Patrol. Yes. I just those yeah. arms. I mean, yeah. he's also hot as fuck. But yeah. I want him to do a bite, like put me in a headlock, yes. and then jerk me off. Like he's yes. Yes. just so hot. And then my, oh my last God. one is I just had to put the entire male cast of Titans. Oh, I yeah. can't decide all of them, all the all every everyone in Titans. I can't. They're just so hot. Ugh. 
Uh, I mean, we're talking Brenton Thwaites, we're talking Josh Orpin, we're talking, um, uh, I wish I could remember, um, Ryan Potter. We're talking, uh, uh, they're so hot. They're so hot. Oh my God. Who do you have? Titans call us. Um, I also, so my number three is, um, it is someone who is also from HBO Max, and we're talking Vigilante from Peacemaker, because that boy could get yeah. it. Yeah. That boy could get it. It's fucking it. sexy. Yeah. He is a good looking man. Yeah. I I, I totally that. I totally see it. I love that dumb violent shtick. Ooh. He might show up later mm. in another category for me. Oh, he will for me as well. Um, and then I went with some drawings because I thought they would be underrepresented. Okay. Also, they made me the horniest, which is a weird thing that's true about me. Um, so I want to shout out to Gambit for his Hellfire Gala costume. <laughs> I will say this. I don't think he appeared in the story or any of the stories, but he was on some covers rocking just full torso out and um it was hot so gambit you made me horny with your hellfire gala costume but my number one it's actually a character we talked about last episode the the character that made me the horniest this year was abel the golem from sins of the black flamingo oh yeah that is the hottest man i have seen he's pretty hot he has that that, like beefy he has that like farm boy beefcake yeah thing going like, on the, for him like the freckles and like yeah. the strawberry blonde curly hair like real real and then, like real, a huge real bubble hot. butt and a huge bubble butt and just big old muscles mm, we like it we like it ah so thank you for making us horny boys <laughs> um, what's the next category <laughs> the next category is the best queer character from a comic book movie or tv so who was your standout queer character of the year evil jeff i had to give it to Two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first, I had to give it to Miss Harley Quinn from yes, the Harley Quinn girl. TV show because she yes. was full lesbianic and uh, loved it. She's great. And then after that, I had to give it to Black Flamingo. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sebastian Harlow, the Black Flamingo. Again, read Sins of the Black Flamingo by Andrew Wheeler and Travis Moore. It is so good. And Sebastian Harlow. He is our, he's our, he's our hero. He's, he's our hero. Yeah. Us gays. He's ours. He's our Batman. Is that who you had as well? No. Oh, who'd I you have? I gave, you know, I thought through this and I wanted to give a shout out. I, I went to Krakoa and okay. I want to recognize Escapade, Morgan, and even Leo. I just thought it was really great to have trans and non-binary characters front and center um, in our X-Books, in New Mutants to boot. Yes. And the thing about these characters was they really had star potential from the get-go. I've commented on this that they just are headliners. They're main characters. And they always felt that way, which is such like a weird thing for a character. But they were stars from Jump. And their story and their relationship, I just thought was so interesting. And I really think it's what Krakoa of all places need. Well, so I, I just think really es- especially to- with Escapade, who I think's power set has so much potential to be very, so very interesting. And weird. Yeah. But also Escapade is just such a fully formed character. And I think a lot of the problems is when you have like a non-queer person writing a trans character, either the transness is like their whole personality. The central, yeah. Or it's like this thing that's like never mentioned. Right. And in this, it's like, it's part it's part of who they are, but it's not 
their only thing. They're just an actual fully formed human being, which is why we need more queer people writing things. So you can really get that authentic feel of the characters. Yeah. And that's it. It's that, it's that authenticity, you know, it's getting close to that, that getting close to that authenticity and, and really feeling it come through in the book that I think really made these characters stand out for me and brava. I'm happy. They are part of our cute little Island. But let's get weird and go into our best queer IRL. Weird, I mean, you know, it's we're talking about the real world. Um, um, I'll start with this one. So my okay. my best queer of the year in real life, um, I, it's actually, I have a 340-way tie. A 340-way tie? Yes, my mean? best queer IRL are goes to the 340 LGBTQ people who won their elections this year, which is a record-breaking year for out LGBTQ okay, candidates well, and representatives. On. Hold on. Hold on. You need to bring that down to 339. Because oh, one of those right. people is George Santos, that's who right. might be gay, but is also an insane Listen, liar. honey, I don't even I don't even know if he's gay. Uh, At that point, a, every single thing he a, said is a lie. What a so sociopath. So, so what is wrong it, so with him? It's so that person you could not award. We have no, to take it so down it's one. the 339 <laughs> LGBTQ people who won their elections this year, which is still... A record over 2020's 336. Wonderful. I love it. Yes. That. So bravo. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, I had first one as, as a teenager who was forced to come out because they said that he was queer baiting, which is Kit Connor from Heartstopper. Yes. And I felt the brave that he had to be like, hey, bitches, I'm bisexual. Why don't you fucking kiss my ass? Yeah. Love it. Um, but then the other one that I had is Gerard Carmichael. Yes. The stand-up. He's actually, he he's come out with a movie. He's going to be hosting the Golden Globe Awards. And he not only came out, he had a whole stand-up special where he came out, but he's also starting to like come to, he's, he's, he hosted Saturday Night Live yep. talking about being gay, but he's not afraid to be feminine. He's not afraid. It's just like, it's just a beautiful thing of seeing someone that had a career and was so far in the closet to kind of embrace who he is and then become even more successful. That's it just incredible makes me very happy. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that brings us to our yeah. best queer moment in 2021. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. as someone who watches BLs all the time, yeah. I feel like my whole life is a queer moment. But it's right. very rare that um, it can hit in the English language, having a nice queer moment. But then it did in a <gasps> weird Wait. little show called Heartstopper. Oh, that's mine too. Oh okay, yeah. God. I chose that as my queer moment because it's the first time I saw like a real like English version of a BL of the things that I loved so much and their romantic relationship. It's going to, that is going to like those, that's one of the types of movies that young people that might be afraid to come out are going to watch that and be like, you know what? I want that love and look at how those parents were good and nice. And I'm going to come out like that's going to change lives. That shit. Heartstopper just got through to people in a way that nothing really had before it was just it was such a phenomenon when it came out and on a personal note like i've in that first episode where joe locks ex the guy he used to fuck around with who mistreated him um when he raises his hand to strike uh joe lock and kit connor comes and grabs the guy's hand from behind you know and just saves joe lock from a beating 
my husband started clapping and like crying and yeah. i've never seen him that invested and that engaged because we've all any as a gay, sort of fiction before as, especially us gays that were bullied like you you so relate to that because yeah. you're like that i wish someone could have come to my defense yes yes although and that just, did happen to me i did have one of oh. my friends we became friends we were the two outcasts and I used to be beat up all the time for being a faggot. And, and all, I went to an all-boys Catholic school. And I remember this one guy, he used to take his suit jacket and he would put it over my head and like try to suffocate me. I know this sounds very traumatizing, which I oh, guess God. it was. But, but the one time he did that, this guy, Chris, came behind and punched that guy in the library and told him to leave me the fuck alone. And then we became best friends. Oh, and then every time you However, saw him, did you go, hi? I know, <laughs> I know, but now he's like a crazy Trumper and he's kind of racist. Oh, uh, well, you know, there's there's a good person in there somewhere under all that yeah. brainwashing. Oh, that's so cute. I love that we had that. Um, which brings us to our best queer film. All right. All right. Well, uh, I'll go first. Mine? No, go ahead. Okay. Go. Oh, yeah, you go first. Okay. Um, so I watched this movie and, you know, it's, a uh, it's like the first, you know, kind of like really true gay rom-com that I saw and it tackled a lot of advanced issues and I thought did so eloquently and like, it was just bit after bit, um, one scene after another. And I just found myself cracking up through the whole thing. Of course, I'm talking about Fire Island. <laughs> Um, <laughs> are you real uh, for real yeah yeah oh. <laughs> fire island's best queer film of the year um i just thought it dealt with intersectionality well and uh i thought it was the fun one of the funniest movies i've seen and it was just i think it's just great i i have a real affinity to joel kim booster and matt rogers and bowen yang like they're just gay comedians that i really want to succeed Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just really loved the movie. I thought it was hilarious. So I'm going to say Fire Island as my best I'm queer going film because I thought it was the funniest. I'm going to say I, I love that movie, but that's not your favorite queer film. Oh, what is it? Mine is. Oh, okay. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> oh, you're calling that a queer film, are you? It, I mean, it is. It's about a mother trying to accept her lesbian daughter. Thank you. All the way through the a multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I yes. had to choose that. I, once I was like, yeah, I feel that this this movie is gay enough that I'm counting this as my queer film. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I will be giving it something later. So I was just yes. trying to spread yes. the love. Yeah. Okay. Is that all of our gay uh, nominees? That is. Um, so I'd like to go into a little bit of a potpourri round, if you don't mind, okay. where all we right. talk about our best binge and okay. who we think was the entertainer of the year. Okay. Okay. My my best binge, I had to choose something that I really did just like binge. Me too. And well, at, at one point I had to stop binging because the, all the episodes weren't out yet. But for me, I'm choosing Sandman on Netflix. I love it. What? Um, how many episodes would you say you watched in a row? Like four. Yeah, that's that's a hearty binge. Yeah, that's a binge. Um, and plus, Sandman. Let's talk about Sandman for a little bit. My God, what a success! What yeah. a great show! Great. Tom and Sturridge. that diner episode. That diner oh, episode. The diner episode Fuck. is it is one of the best hours of television. I yeah. have ever seen. Uh, it was just so good. Sandman was fantastic. Uh, uh, best things of the year. My best binge also on Netflix. This is a show that I truly binged, even though I was on vacation. 
And it was when I came to visit you. I visited you. We went to Disney. I then went to my cousin's wedding, which is where I did most of my binging. Mm -hmm. Um, Stranger Things season four. I couldn't fucking stop. I I binged that as well. So that could easily be there in place of Sandman. But I'm spreading the love a bit. I put Stranger Things in other things. So I'm trying to spread the love. Yeah, and Stranger, like, I mean, it gave, like, please, look at a different Kate Bush. I mean, yeah. my God. My God. It made a song from 1982 go to number one, like, 30 years later. 30 years later, after it had not even, like, cracked the top 40. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, fantastic. Great. Netflix, thank you. It's appropriate that our best binges went to Netflix. Okay, you still got it, honey. Although, speaking of, that's the crazy thing, is because Wednesday... The Wednesday Dance. Yes. But it's not even the song in the TV show that went to the top 10. It's the Lady Gaga that someone made a TikTok of her dance over it. A B-side Lady Gaga song that was never released. Someone put, they sped up that song, put it underneath, and it got so popular that that song now is in the top 10 of iTunes. What? And it's from like from the telephone album or the one that it's like it's like from 2010. Isn't that crazy? What's it called? Bloody Bloody Mary is the name of the song. It's a great song. Anyway, um, do you not like Lady Gaga? Uh, I'm not that into her. Oh God, I love Lady Gaga. What kind of fag are you? (laughs) An old one. I liked Madonna. All right. Entertainer of the year. Who do you have? I have a tie, and it's some people who I talked to earlier. Um, So. I gave mine to the whole crew of like Joel Kim Booster and Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers and their circle. Uh, I thought they all had great success this year and they were the ones that I rooted for the most. I mean, Joel Kim Booster doing Fire Island, doing his stand-up special, Psychosexual, which is like one of the best stand-up specials I've seen. Matt Rogers. Oh, really? I did not like it. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I felt he just spent too much time talking about drugs and being obnoxious. That's why I loved it. Oh, see, I felt he came across really unlikable in it. Oh, I, I don't know. I related. Okay. Um, you just want to fuck him. I do. Actually, you probably want to fuck him more than I do. Um, I, I feel like you've it, lusted over him more than I have in the I past. I did, but then he would never respond to me on Grindr. So now I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And then Matt Rogers, whose um, amazing Christmas show I just saw live on the 23rd. Oh, I, oh you watched Adam. it live? It, isn't it being released we somewhere went. on TV? Yeah, it's on Showtime. Oh, is it great? It's fantastic. It's hilarious. Oh, but the okay, fact that he, you know, that. he was he was in I Love That For You, and um, mm-hmm. um, there was another big thing he did, which is escaping me now, which I'm very embarrassed about. Um, he's, he's the voice in that Q4. Year. Q-Force, he plays... Q-Force, he the, plays like Twink. The, 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 yeah, the Queenie Twinkie character. Yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, God, what is it? Uh, it'll come to me later. Bo and Yang, I mean, stand out of SNL, you know, and he's just like, just such a, like, I just think a crucial voice for our community in entertainment and representation. And I don't know, I, I'm i I'm proud of those boys. And by the way, Jolkin Booster is one of our original fans from the old show. I know, which is like, why couldn't, why wouldn't he fuck me? I know. <laughs> anyway, so thanks, boys. Uh, mine, I chose Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Because it's like, girl work. Girl. I mean, I don't even feel like I need to explain anything else. I mean, I could go for the whole cast of that of everything everywhere all at once, but I want to give it to her. I feel like she just is like an inspiration. 
She really and, is. And I love her. And I, if she does not win the Oscar, I'm joining Al-Qaeda. Like, I'm serious. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely joining Al-Qaeda. Um, she, I, I, like, I just couldn't be happier for her. And I know that Kate Blanchett is going to beat her at the Oscars just because that's the way the world works. But I look forward to the day where I scream at my TV because Kate Blanchett won an Oscar. <laughs> But does it, and like, I love Kate Blanchett. But I'll tell you this: I watched Tar. She's fine in it, but it's not as good as Michelle Yeoh. Like if no, you pit no, the but... two appearances, two performances up against each other, she does not win. Also, this bit Kate Blanchett fucking has two Oscars already. She does wrong, not need Academy. a third. Prove me wrong. All okay, right, now I'm getting upset. What's next? All right, we're getting into our nerd shit next. Okay. So we're gonna do TV, movies, and comics, but first. Let's get in, let's 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 get into the spirit by talking about our favorite comics moments of the year. This year was filled with great moments in all of these media, in the books, in the right, TVs, well, in the movies. What a, are they? I have a couple, so let's go back and forth. Go. My first one is a comic moment. Okay. And mine is just called Storm. <laughs> Um, she is the moment. She is the moment. She is this the is, moment. And I've said this before. This is the first time people are like, oh, did we forget that Storm was awesome? Are we just taking it for granted? Can we please make her awesome again and show how she's awesome? It's basically this year is just Storm doing battles and kicking everyone's ass and like taking Nate. Like she's just... She's just, a, it's like, I finally am like, yes, yes, this is the storm that I know and love and want, and I want more of it. So it's like every battle, pretty much every battle is a moment. When she battled Vulcan, when she battled Tarn, um, the Uncaring, all of that shit. It's just great. I love it. It's so great. She's essentially, um, who's the guy from Dragon Ball Z, Goku? <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've go she's finally been goku this year and it's finally finally she gets her due um okay i have one from a different corner of the universe i'm gonna say the hero gasm episode of the boys oh wow yeah that was pretty My crazy god just there was just dicks and buttholes everywhere in that episode i mean incredible action just jaw on the floor television so funny, so gross, kind of hot at times. Great action, great acting. It just hero gasm. It happened in twenty twenty two. Um, my other moment is uh, when you find out that um, Ms. Marvel's a mutant. Up, uh, uh, that's one Screaming. of mine. Screaming. When, Screaming. When we heard the word mutated in Ms. Marvel and when we heard the word mutant in Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I mean. Um, I'll give you another one. Um, Scarlet Witch versus the Illuminati. <laughs> oh, that was great too. Oh, I loved it. Loved what a it. hoot. What a hoot that was. What a uh, just just the best. Um here's another one. Betsy Braddock and Rachel Summers. Betsy Braddock and Rachel Summers, everybody. Scissor sisters. Scissor sisters. Woohoo. Oh, I mean, just the telekinesis that must be happening in that bed. Uh, uh, the subtle, the subtle, intimate telekinesis that must be happening. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. So happy for our girls. Who is a stronger telepath? I feel probably Betsy's the stronger telepath, but Rachel's the stronger telekinetic. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. You can argue Rachel is stronger in both. So she... Does that make her the butch? The- but not if you go back to to Rick Remender. Rick Remender was the one that really expanded Psylocke being like yes. saying that she was way more powerful than she is. But then now that she's separated, is that still the case? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. But now that she's otherworlded, is she even more powerful? Yeah. And know. she's Captain Britain too. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, so those are some great moments. Any more? No, I only have those right. two. Then right, let's next? start. Ranking and giving out some awards to our television shows. Um, before we praise, let's talk some shit. Okay. Evil Jeff, there was some bad superhero fantasy or sci-fi TV out there. Like what? I only chose one thing for worst TV show. And that was Paper Girls. Fuck it, you, Paper Girls. Just, That's mine too. It's, it was like... What this is fuck? one of my favorite comics. Yes. And talk about what? shitting the bed. What the like fuck? Like literally shitting the bed. You know it's bad when the show ends on a huge cliffhanger, they cancel it and not a one no person one gives cares. a shit. Also, you know what it was so bad? Like I thought that I thought the actresses were they were I thought they were just kind of unwatchable. Sorry, I don't know who they are, but I did not like them. Maybe it was yeah. how they were directed. Always blame it on how they were directed. Yeah. But Yes, the expectations thing. It took one of our favorite stories, made it shit. It focused on the wrong things. It focused on like their relationship with their adult counterparts, which who cares? To me, the biggest sin was the sci-fi elements, like the aliens and the time travel, all that shit in the graphic novel is so fucking cool. They managed to make it so stupid in this show. Like it just read as stupid. Yeah. It was really sad. And I think probably a lot of it was maybe budgetary restrictions. But then it's like, maybe don't do it then. Then don't do the show. Don't rewrite it to make it worse so you can fit the budget. Do a show about actual paper girls, like who just deliver newspapers. Make it about their drama on their routes. Yeah. Make it about like their parents running over their bike. Yeah. Since that's the budget you have. Was not good. That happened to me when I was a paper boy. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but you know what was good? Some TV performances. Some performances these. were really good. My standouts, uh, I have three. Okay, me too. Um, I have, uh, this is where uh, Freddie Stroma, Vigilante Peacemaker. Yep. I feel that's just one of the big breakout characters in a very, like, it, it just, he, he just fucking stole the show in every scene he was in. Um, every syllable is is joy and the fact that he was replaced like he was yeah. not the original character yes oh so good and he's very attractive yes as well um my next is laura donnelly elsa bloodstone werewolf by nice. night and uh my third one i gotta give a shout out Patty Guggenheim, Madison from She-Hulk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, I also have Freddie Stroma as one of my three. I mean, just incredible. 
Um, Oscar Isaac for me. I mean, it was the Steven character for me. I just, uh, he made me love Oh, I mean, his acting's so great. I, I was choosing more of what surprised me. Like Oscar Isaac, Haley yeah, Steinfeld, sure. all of them. Jeremy Renner, they're all great, but I like knew they would be great. Um, I chose the ones that more surprised me. Yeah, and I was validating greatness because my number one is Tatiana Maslany as Jennifer yeah. Uh, I mean, she's I great. Mean, just it was amazing. Like, she yeah, she just she carried that. She did so great. Um, some some of the best line reads of of the year. I mean, like if you did it like highlight reel of like what are some of the best line deliveries? Like I smash fourth walls and sometimes Matt Murdock. It it's it's on there. It's on there. <laughs> Um, and now we have our best superhero fantasy and sci-fi TV shows. And this one, I could not narrow it down. So I have a list. I hear you. I have a top six. Okay, go. My top six of best shows. At number six, I have Stranger Things. At yep. number five, I have Severance. Oh, At number, fuck me. Did you forget about Severance? Yep, sure did. <laughs> At number four, I have Sandman. Three, Werewolf by Night. Two, Harley Quinn. And one, Peacemaker. Come on, Peacemaker. Um, Peacemaker. I, I mean, come on. Yeah, you're just, you're so correct. Because my, I'll do six. My number six is She-Hulk. My number four, five is Ms. Marvel. Number four is Moon Knight. My number three is Severance. My number two is Harley Quinn. And my number one is Peacemaker. Yeah. Harley Quinn and Peacemaker just I, fucking... I just, I haven't laughed like that in years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what it's like yeah. to laugh like that? Do you? Yeah. Like, yeah. I did not stop laughing. And just Harley Quinn, listen, sorry, MCU shows. Harley Quinn does character development better than all of you. I know. It's crazy. And it's yeah. a fucking cartoon. And it's a fucking cartoon. And I'm. it is the relationship I was invested in the most this year on TV. Harley yeah. and Ivy. And just her relationship with Batman and the Batman side characters. Yes. We're just so smart and good. And how Joker Joker became a progressive liberal (laughs) running for mayor. So he could give everyone free health care. And he was the, and it was so, it was just so brilliant. So good. And just the bits. Fuck. It is like the funniest joke writing on television outside of Peacemaker. That's like that's the reason. Like she, if She Hulk could just hit the comedy like Harley Quinn and Peacemaker did, it would have been the yeah. best show of the year. Yeah. Harley Quinn and Peacemaker nailed nailed the jokes every yeah. single time. Now, can we talk about Severance a little bit? Because it's the it's the it's the first show that came close to the, the of what Lost was doing. Of what Lost felt like, and that is a feat. Yeah. That's a feat. Severance is, it is, uh, everything else on this list is a superhero show. Severance Severance is easily the best non-superhero yeah. show of the year. All right, come on. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what season two is. Uh, it was the best fucking cliffhanger I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. So many questions, so many theories. Uh, I feel like that that boy that used to watch lost and like get on the internet and be like, Oh, don't you see the others are blah, 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 blah. Dark. And um, it's so smart back. because the female character in that where she does not want to be severed 
inside the office, she's constantly fighting to get out. And her outside person, her Audi is like, fuck you, bitch. I don't care if you're going to try and kill yourself. You're going to do this. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would someone do this? And when the twist is revealed of who she is, you're like, And she's oh, the daughter of the owner yeah. of the company. The start yeah, you're like, founded oh, the company. this makes so much sense. It's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It's so brilliant. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Ben Stiller, uh, like... Thank you, sir. So good. So good. Um, um, that brings us right. to the movies. Movies. What's the worst? Worst movies. All I right. I chose I... one. There's one that was just, I feel just like eons worse than everything else. And we're talking Morbius, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you think you're doing, Morbius? Like, like what the fuck? Yeah, Would I'm you, sorry. like first of all, your casting. Second of all, like can I just what is Sony doing with these Spider-Man characters? It, none of it makes any fucking sense and they think no. that there's value in their connection to Tom Holland in the MCU and honestly, I'm like just stay the fuck away from him and them. Yeah. This garbage is like the fact that it just like leeches onto and sucks the teeth of the MCU makes it even more offensive than just the shoddy filmmaking. Yeah. And the only good that came out of this movie was the joke that Morbius keeps yelling. It's Morbin time. Before <laughs> he does stuff. That's the only thing I liked. Uh, it's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. It's I didn't unwatchable. even. I couldn't even. Get, I could not get through. It's it. more unwatchable than the fucking Venom movies. And those like are I would even put Black Adam up there, but I, I couldn't get through. Black, Black Adam I, wasn't that. I, I didn't think Black Adam was Black that bad. Adam. I couldn't I get through I, it. I expected but, such trash that I just like cleaned my apartment and had Black Adam on. Honestly, we never talked about Black Adam. Uh, you know what I liked? I liked the JSA. Yeah. I liked um, James Bond as Dr. Fate. I loved that. That was great. It was cute. Hawkman, I liked it. rest of it was trash. But Morbius, like, how dare you with this formula of like, just, oh, I can't, I can't. This Morbius, even if it was made 20 years ago, still would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. How about performances that we liked in movies? Okay. Sci-fi movies. Performances we liked. I loved me some Kiki Palmer in Nope. I have her as well. Kiki Palmer in Nope. She fucking she sure made that did. movie. She made that movie. She just kept you engaged the entire time. She you she you she kept you on her side. She was delightful. She no one has energy like Kiki Palmer, and she absolutely should play Rogue in the MCU. Yes. Um, another one is Colin Farrell as the penguin in the Batman. Oh yeah, he was great. Again, one of my favorite line reads of when they're shoving like some photo, Gordon shoving some photo in his face. He's like, what are you showing me? Come on. Oh God, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. But my favorite performances in any movie, it's a tie between Michelle Yeoh and K. Hoi Kwan in Everything Everywhere. You know what, Stephanie Sue, I'm throwing you in there too. I, that, Just, that's mine. I put the entire cast of Everything Look, Everywhere. Oh God, everything. Even Jamie I, Lee Curtis, it's all. Even Jamie Lee Curtis. Great. But let me tell you, I'm ta- I've been talking about line reads a lot because I watched this whole Twitter thread today of just like the best line deliveries of the year. And his whole fucking speech of like, 
you break my heart over and over, but I like I would have loved to have done laundry and taxes with you. Yes. Oh, oh so many crying moments. Oh, I'm crying right now thinking about that. But uh is it Kihoi? Kihei? Kihoi? I think it's Kihoi Kwan. Kihoi Kwan. I know how it's spelled. I'm not sure. His ability to switch back and forth between the different interdimensional characters was so sharp and good to the point where it just made you laugh. And it was just such a like a revelation. And it was also like this beautiful, the sad thing where you're like, the fact that he's like, no one would cast me anything. So I just like left the movies for 30 years. And you're like, this guy is a genius. And he and you wouldn't put him in anything. What is going on? And he's an icon. He was an icon in the 80s. And he showed back up 30, 40 years later. And he's an icon now. And just fucking killed it. I mean, Michelle Yeoh, you know she's going to kill it. I would just say also, um, Stephanie Sue, she came out of nowhere and fucking, oh. I saw her on so stage in good. Be More Chill when I moved to New York. First show I saw, Be More Chill, she was in it. But there's no way you could have predicted that she could have pulled that I'm performance shocked. out of that. Shocked and happy. Yeah, it was great. Also, I want to give it up to the the alien spaceship from Nope. Good, great. <laughs> the vagina, the floating the vagina, vagina, the giant the vagina. Loved <laughs> as far as giant vaginas in the sky who eat people go. Fantastic. Um. Uh, so Let's that talk brings about us the, to our, yeah. What yeah. are our favorite movies? I think clearly everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. I think we already know that's going to be there. I also then put Nope. I did put Nope as well. And then I also put the Batman. So I think it's uh, like... Thank you so much. We have the same list. Okay. <laughs> yep. The Batman was... Fan- it was a little bit... You know, I was going back and forth between the Batman and Wakanda Forever. And I was like, the Batman does drag in the middle. So does Wakanda Forever. <laughs> you know? And it just... It was just the Batman's um, vibe and the... Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the, the tone of it. it and also fun. how... Um, it's gorgeous. How surprised I was. I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. I was expecting it to be garbage. Yeah. And it hooked me from the from jump when they did the whole what is the role of the Batman in the city? Like the sh- everyone's afraid yeah. of the shadows. That was just And the done. sexual tension between Catwoman oh. and Robert Pattinson. I think it's it, and I know this is controversial. Catwoman is still the Michelle Pfeiffer will always be my favorite Catwoman, but the t- chemistry between Batman and Catwoman is the best in this movie for me. Absolutely, and we also we have not mentioned Paul Dano as the Riddler. Oh, know, great! Yet amazing. What a what a what a performance! Just so scary, so weird. He was perfect. Oh, and also Koi Kwan is entering the MCU. I think we did mention this, but he is in the next season of Loki. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Very it is weird excited. though. Michelle Yeoh is in the new season of The Witcher. Uh-huh. And on Netflix, every picture is her like touching her forehead. It, it's like a it's like, let's make it look like this is everything everywhere all at once. So people <laughs> click on it and watch it's it. Putting and be like, a Wait googly a eye on it. So <laughs> Are we on to comic right. books now? Now we are back, you know, back to the best medium of all. Like TV and movies are great, but there are no comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so let's talk shit about the... <laughs> should I just jump to... I feel like I should just name it instead of saying 
Evil Jeff, what's your worst comic book of I the mean, year? I mean, if, if you have listened up, to everybody. my podcast, you we all know. know what I'm going to say. It's I have another too. one that you might not, but for me, Marauders. Okay. Yeah, Marauders. Marauders <laughs> is, is the worst comic book <laughs> of the year. I just, uh, you know, you don't want to shit on people's work. Like, I just, he's a good, they're good writers and they're good artists. It's fine. Uh, it's and I'm sure that they could write something great, yeah, something else. What are we doing with the, what are we doing? And I, yeah, and it's like, We're you lost brand. me. You lost me at two billion years ago. We're off and not brand. only two billion years ago, but the fact that they're like, we need to risk everything to go back two billion years ago and save a whole race of people. What? I, how are you going to make me not give a shit this much about a story in the Krakoan era? I can't believe what a feat. Also, the fact that it's a Jewish woman where she's like, these people were genocided. It's so sad. We need to save them. What? Um. Oh, you're going to do that before? I, I, it's just... <laughs> It does not make any sense. I can't yeah, I, and, handle it. Also, just, two billion, two billion. I've billion. said it once. I've seven. Uh, that, that that is it's the just earth. A hard pill to swallow, and there you don't was give, you don't give us anything to drink with. There was like plankton around two billion years ago. There was not full pe. And then I think they listened to our podcast and they tried to then start writing. Well, actually, it might. It's because then this happened, and you're like. Don't try to fucking no prize yourself. No, not no prize. It's no prize. There is no prizes for you. This is garbage and I hate it. Marauders is like getting fisted with no lube. My next one is not necessarily because it's the worst comic ever written, but it's more because of um, the disappointment that it created. And mine is the X lives and X deaths. of. Yeah, I, I figured that was coming. Sure. Yes. Um, first of all, the one, I forget which is which, but the one where Wolverine was trying to save all Professor X in the past. That's lives. Awful. Terrible. Pointless. Yeah, I'm going I'm to no quote reason jo- Joy Behar. Who cares? Who cares? It was terrible. X deaths. Actually, an interesting read. Interesting premise. But it led us to Moira the robot. And that's not what I wanted. Literally it's- T2 Moira. Like that wanted. Yeah, that was like, let's create one Not of the, like wanted. do you realize like a few years ago, she was my favorite Marvel character. She was my favorite Marvel moment. Wasted potential. Like this is in the previous queries. It was like Moira McTaggart, my favorite character, my favorite moment. Moira McTaggart's a mutant. And now it's she's a robot and she's and she's still, insanely evil. I still don't understand any of it. Like I understand it on paper. But it just doesn't fucking check out with me. The whole heel turn. I would rather see her stay on the mission, but try to do things her way, like lead a rebellion, something. Like yeah. just to all of a sudden be like, all right, I'm just gonna kill everyone because Xavier and Magneto were so fucking mean to me and they and they resurrected Destiny, who I'm afraid of. It uh it something, it's a stretch. It's like the Falcon and Winter Soldier thing, like. What was the original plan here? And like, what the, like, well, I think it was like she, in the end, but in the end it was, she didn't want destiny to come back because destiny would tell everybody that she was really evil. Right. But but then the thing of, but, but her really being evil just didn't cut the mustard. Like it didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, why would you do all of this? She's like, oh, when she was just like, oh, we can't get through to Krakoa to kill the five. You helped create the five dummy. Right. 
Now you're like, we need to get rid of resurrection. You helped start it. Was it was your idea. It was your idea, you dumb bitch. Like it did like that stuff, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just such a weird thing. It's like, you know what you could have done is not helped them do that. <laughs> right. Doesn't um make sense. all right. Well, let's talk about some good what else, what other what other comic book uh categories are there? There's best comic book character of the year. Characters. Um, mine, I feel like I've already, like you could probably guess because they play, they placed in other categories already. Okay. Well, we have the same number one and it's Storm. Yes. Yeah. And, and number two, two, I have Black Flamingo. Sunspot and Magneto. Oh, I have Black Flamingo. <laughs> oh, I'm giving it, I'm giving it all to the X-Men Red cast. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, then guess what my love best it. comic yeah, book of the year love is. It, love it. <laughs> yeah. I, like these characters pulled so much fucking weight this year. Storm. Sunspot and Magneto, I, like the three of you, just have never been cooler, and I've never enjoyed reading comic book characters more in my life. Okay, yeah, and I think that leads us to best comic book, which clearly I think we both have. Yeah, I'm gonna. I have other. Two, I have two other ones in there. Oh, me too. I, I oh, no, yeah. I actually I only have two. I have two. No, I have three. I have three. Uh, the reason but, you might only have two is because you don't have my third because you didn't read it. And I want to give a shout out to Charles Soule's 8 Billion Genies. I it did is, read it. I did oh, read did. it. Yeah, but the, but the last issue it. hasn't come out yet, right? It hasn't come out yet, but I just... No, it's great. It's great. Oh, I love it so much. Um, and then... I put, I put wind in there. I really oh. love wind, um, which is a non-X-Men character. But my favorite X books are X-Men Red and Immortal. And Immortal. Absolutely. They're just, they're just fucking killing it. It's just so good. Yeah. Like, and honestly, if I had to give one, like the best comic book of the year to me, it's X-Men Red. Oh, X-Men Red. Yeah. Yeah. Brett's favorite read of the year is Immortal X-Men. <laughs> you know? The yeah. Well, Immortal is, is, is all Immortal is giving book. us all of the interpersonal dynamics. It's juicy. It's kind of like it's almost like guilty pleasure ish. But not that it's bad. It's but X Men so Red is giving you the fight scenes that you want. The power, yeah, scenes, like, the power dynamics. Yeah, and like the payoffs and, and like the like the betrayals. Moments and, yeah, 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 and yeah. reveals and betrayals. Like that's X Men Red is just oh so good. It's just so good. And Al Ewing is so good. And Kieran Gillen is so good. And oh, just, yeah. X-Men Red and Immortal X-Men really define the year. You know, and I also want to give a shout out to Sabretooth and Sabretooth of the, and the Exiles, which also has been an incredible, incredible read. An yeah, unexpectedly good read. Yeah. 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 The new issue came out of that and it's, it's fun. So that's it. I mean, congratulations to X-Men Red and to Storm and to Michelle Yeoh and to Everything Everywhere All at Once and Freddie Stroma. And Peacemaker. And Peacemaker. I mean, y'all done did it this year. You took it. Yeah. You is Stranger Things, uh, Severance. Um, you really you really gave it to us. You really made us enjoy. Like, things are still awful and things are still crazy, but you are the thing that, like... Uh, you're the thing that like got us through it. You're the thing that helping me not be insane. So That's thank right. You. That's right. Absolutely. And Evil Jeff, I just want to say I'm very proud of us that we did not have Marvel as any one of our like movie nominations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we're we're an eclectic show. We're yeah. not one note ponies. Yeah. And also, uh, you know who else got me through this year? You, Brett.
Oh, you got me through this year as well. And I, you know, that's not a bit. And the fact that I was able to force you to watch my BLs and watch Kin Porsche. Um, <sighs> and Love in the Air, which I'm still watching. Have you watched any more episodes of that? I have. Real mm-hmm. fun. Have you uh, gotten to also, the sex scenes yet? Not yet. Did you get to the second episode where he's like spanking him? Yes. <laughs> I don't so have, hot. Yeah, it's so hot. It's really but I just want to say we had, I mean, one of our best days of the year was with with each other when yes. I came out to LA and we went to Disney and we went bar hopping in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That was just, that was a real highlight of 2022, darling. I know. And it was all downhill after that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it sure was. It was downhill before it and downhill after it, but fun but in the guys, middle. What what do you what do you want to happen? What what are you looking forward to in 2023? Like like uh, movie comic wise, um, I'm looking very forward to Secret Invasion. Okay. Um, looking forward to Guardians Three. I'm looking forward to Sins of Sinister. I am really looking forward to Sins of Sinister as well. That might be the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a good. I'm looking forward to Scream Six. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good stuff. And those are all just Q1. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm telling you, it's a great time to like superheroes. It's a great time to like gay people. Um, And that might not last for long. (laughs) It could change at any moment. Um, And guys, hopefully um, if you listen to this and you hadn't seen any of our tops, Give check them out and read some of those comics because I hate to break it to you. If you read comics, uh oh, well that makes you queer. queer. Have you seen our tops mm. and our bombs? <laughs> Happy New Year! Bye. Bye. Bye.